Hi, it's Alan Burnett, uh, producer writer on uh, Batman the Animated Series, and I will see you on Spoiler Country. Human beings of the world, it's time to enter the spoilerverse through our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Unardi, Unardi, what is Unardi? Unardi, <laughs> United Armies of the Spoilerverse. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, it, it's one of the greatest animators. I don't know in the last thirty years, Alan Burnett. Well, he's one of the greatest minds in animation. He wasn't an animator; he was a writer. That's okay. I I only clarify. Don't I say like, animator? Writer. Say animator. I only clarify because I, I don't wanna, clarify. I meant to say in animation. Yeah, but I don't clarify. Somebody will clarify and call us idiots. So I got to make sure we we clear it out here. Yeah, um, yeah. He yeah. worked on Ducktales, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, Return of the Joker, Mystery of the Batwoman, the, a, a small show called Batman: The Animated Series. You might have heard of it once or twice. I don't know. He worked I know on. You, I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? At, well, it's a show about with Batman. I mean, Kevin Conroy did a voice. Mark Hamill Who's did the Batman? Joker. Uh, He's a character who dresses like a bat to strike fear in the hearts of men. Um, he was bitten Crazy. by a radioactive bat as a child. Oh, wait, no, that's wrong story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, and Alan, he's a he's a great guy. There's, I mean, if you listen to our episode last week about with Tad Stones talking about uh, you know the naming of Darkwing Duck, you know that Alan Burnett was the guy who won the five hundred dollars for naming Darkwing Duck. And on this episode, you'll find out what Alan Burnett spent that on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Does he say what it was? He does say what it was. So we and we and la- on Tadstones we we tease saying that we that they were going to hear about it on this episode. So I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to let them listen to Alan tell it to everybody else. There you go. Well, let's just sit back, get a drink, sit down, and listen to Alan Burnett in his own words. Guys, we're back, and today we are so lucky because we have a guy on that I guarantee you have watched his work. You've probably read his work. He has been on. He has worked on things like Superman, uh, Batman, uh, Justice League, The Flash, and then of course with animation, he's been on Superman the animated series, Batman the animated series, Static Shock. Alan Burnett, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's very, uh, it's very good to be here. Oh, well, we really, really much, very much appreciate it. How's your day going? How you, how you starting the day? 
Uh, uh, it's fine. I'm starting it with my granddaughters who had a sleepover with us last night. Nice. And so if, if suddenly, uh, you know, That's cool. wild voices suddenly come into, you suddenly hear these girls screaming, <laughs> uh, you'll know what's happening. But, but, uh, I think they've been sequestered. So, uh, they're two. Oh, it's okay. Old, Johnny's over there. He's got five kids. So hearing wild voices come around is, is pretty much status, status quo. It's worse than that right now, Kenry, because I got my five kids, I've got my cousin's four kids, and then my daughter's best friends are here, so there's two more there, and then my my 14-year-old had a birthday party last night, so there were six more kids there, so there's like 17 kids here right now. Oh, my Lord. You got a bus. Yeah, I got a bus. <laughs> and then I have a six-year-old, just the lonely one. <laughs> <laughs> just one. She's a girl. A boy or a girl. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I have two daughters so I, I, yeah yes, she's I'm the best a lot about pinkalicious let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> having grandkids and kids and everything what was it like having i mean do they know the kind of stuff that you do and what you write and yeah and they're happy about it my kids have been happy about it um uh yeah you know it's uh, been fun for them we yeah. have taken them to uh the emmys and stuff like that so they've had a good time that's cool. Hey, I got a, I got a question for you. What does the artist Gil Kane and Herb Castle mean to you? This sounds like a trick question, but I don't. I'm not. Well, <laughs> Gil Kane. I've read a lot of his stuff as a kid and everything. Yeah, he was. They're the they're the creative duo behind Brain Boy. Oh, you know what? I was thinking that's where you were going to go. <laughs> and I love Brain Boy. Brain Boy was uh, – I was 12 years old when Brain Boy came out. And uh, people I, people ask me what are my top three comics are, and uh, Brain Boy is always among them. Um, Brain Boy was, tr- was great. It was um, – it, uh, Gil Kane wrote it, right? I think he was the artist. I think Herb Castle wrote it. Okay, Herb Castle wrote it. Okay, so Gil Kane has written though, right? Yeah, I think he might have. He might have wrote them too. I, you know, to be honest, what I did, I've I'd never heard of it until I. So prepare for the interviews. I always go back and I read about you, and then I watch. If you have interviews out there, I listen to them. You know what I mean? And I try to listen yeah. to as many as I can. In one of the interviews, you mentioned Brain Boy. And I'm like, I've never heard of Brain Boy. And that's what you said. Most people never heard of Brain Boy. <laughs> so I had to look it up. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it basically just says, created by Herb Castle and artist Gil Kane. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, one of my things is when I go to comic book uh, conventions, uh, just to give myself something to do, I will look for old Brain Boy comics, even though there's six of them. I have like about 50 of them. <laughs> I've just, I, if, it's, if, it, if the nice. comic's in good shape, I'll buy it. And uh, I love Brain Boy because Brain Boy had no costume. He was a, um, he had brain powers. He could, he could telekinesis and he could uh, read minds and stuff. And he, and he wore a suit and tie. And, uh, He's a and boy I, suit just and liked, tie. I love that about him. It's very 60s sort of character, um, teenager. I liked him. Very that's, much. That's hilarious. Well, the sixty-two, sixty-three. That's when the Beatles were wearing suit and ties. Yeah. So uh, there, there you have it. But yeah, Brain Boy was one of my favorites, and they they redid them. I haven't oh, did read they really? it yet. Yeah, they did. Uh, 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 there's a graphic novel out of a new Brain Boy pass that they're doing. The new. Was, I, I'm not sure who's doing it. 
And I've got the comic, but it got lost in my move, so I have to dig it out. But uh, yeah, they yeah, Dark, they, Horse, Dark Horse did it a while ago. Pardon? Dark, uh, Dark Horse Comics put out some some new Brainway ones a while ago. Okay, so uh, I, I have yet to read it, but I have, you know, he's only they only did six issues, but it and it was there was a lot of a lot to read in it. It was <laughs> it sort of was an intellectual comic to me because there was the there were a lot of balloons to to read in it, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so there you have. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think it goes to show though. No matter how many issues you do, you never know what it's going to come back around and be. I mean, here you have Dark Horse doing it fifty years later. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so uh, God, I got to now. I got to find that and read it. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. That, that was my whole goal. <laughs> okay, we can go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have written a lot for DC, and a lot of Superman, and a lot of Justice League. And some Green Lanterns. How did yeah, you get? I mean, how did you get into that? I mean, I understand that you were a page at NBC. You got to do some storyboarding yeah. and help with on Jack Kirby with the uh, Fantastic Four, which is amazing. So, oh, with, gee, you have done research. Yeah, geez. that's what I do. Is that is, was that your first real uh, foray into writing comic books? And if it is. Well, you know what? I haven't written that many comics. I've only written about – I've written 20 comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I get done, uh, I'm currently writing six more for them. Oh, cool. And I really, I haven't done that many comics. So uh, it's, all been, uh, it's all been animated shows based on DC characters going back to Super Friends. So, um, so Huge part I've of my childhood, like by the way. I've only 20 comics. Uh, I think I counted them at one time. Yeah. But um, – yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, um, as a page, I was a, I was a page at NBC and I got an internship from being a page on NBC at, at, uh, children's programs. And I was a big comic book reader. So I, uh, I, I loved being in that department and my two bosses were Margaret Lesh and Gene McCurdy. And, uh, M- Margaret was the d- director of children's programs. Gene was the manager of children's programs. And I would say that like they went on to do other things and I followed them. So I ended up like two thirds of my career are based on working for those two women. So, That's um, awesome. and at that time when I was an intern, I read scripts and I made notes, uh, and, uh, I gave them to the, th- these women to give to, um, to uh, the staff and among the things that I found myself reading and making notes on were storyboards by uh, Jack Kirby because <laughs> uh, they, they had at the time, they had the um, fantastic four on NBC and of course they couldn't have the human torch. So they, because the human torch is, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is on fire and they couldn't have fire uh, on a children's show. So right. they, they did a silly robot and uh, I remember right. reading those um, storyboards and thinking, holy smokes, I am reading – I'm looking at Jack Kirby art, <laughs> uh, uh, my hero <laughs> from you know from the early Marvel days. I says it was just – and, and to, to give notes, it's, it's just, it seemed so <laughs> weird to me. But um, 
And I'll tell you, quite frankly, there's some boards I could not figure out on his. I really couldn't. And I uh, – because he would – I can't explain it, but but um, uh, he drew the boards almost like a comic book yeah. to me. So um, so good luck to those animators in Asia who are doing it. <laughs> but uh, they were always fun to read. I mean, it's just It just astonished me that I was um, – looking at his work and having to uh, write down notes uh, notes on his work. is just, just <laughs> amazing to me. Uh, that would be, that would be incredible. We had, uh, who did we have? We had Eric Larson on and he got to work, do some stuff with, with, with him a long time ago. And he said it was, he said it was a dream. It's just a dream. Yeah. He, uh, everybody who's worked with him loved him. Yeah. You know, Mark Elmer, um, who has a blog and talks about him, um, he just, he thinks the world well, has written two books on him. So, um, I, I love the story of when I, when I watched the, one of the documentaries about, uh, Marvel as a whole and they have a whole, I can't remember what was, I, I want to say it was the one that was on PBS about heroes and comic books. I think it's that one. And they have the whole section about Jack Kirby and they talk about artists going to his house when he was basically semi-retired, you know, and his wife would invite young artists in that would just show up out of nowhere, just wanting to meet their hero. And she would make them sandwiches and then Jack would come out and they would sit down and he would go over the industry, give them a lot of pointers, give them advice on what they should do and how they should react with contracts, all that kind of stuff. And then of course show his art and then give them pointers on their art, which I thought was fantastic. I was like, that's, that's a good man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. You know, I um I bought somebody was selling. He did he did a book on uh, the Super Friends. He did a comic book on the Super Friends. I guess I forget what it was called. And uh, but it was a show that I was doing at the I had done. Yeah. And um and um and the, it was only like 100 bucks a page. Uh, I bought wow. a couple of pages, one with a great dark side in it. And the other one I bought because wow. it was the last page of the comics run. And it had his rendition of all the Justice League characters. And um, and um, after I bought it, the guy who was selling it to me said that he thought that this 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 last page that I bought was the last page that Jack Kirby ever did. Which like w- would be astonishing because yeah. supposedly he's done a hundred thousand pages of comics. He's written that many, drawn that many, and um, and I don't think he was right. I mean, I, <laughs> I looked up a little bit more, and I don't think he was right. right. But it wasn't. It wasn't like he was had to sell me because I already bought it. Right. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, I wish I you know I wish I had bought more art, but. Um, but yeah, so it's so hard. Yeah, Jack Kirby, I, I, I'm a great fan of his. Yeah. Great, great fan of his. Yeah, he was great. It's great. So you got to work. So you work on the Super Friends, which I grew up watching. I'm 45, so that's like right in my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, it's the last two seasons. Just the last few yeah, seasons. Which what year was? They called it Galactic Guardians one year, and then they had another name for it another year. I can never remember the names. To me, it's just Super Friends. Oh yeah, it's just Super Friends. I, I can't. I don't. Even, I didn't even know they had to change the name at any point. What yeah, year was the toy line? Yeah, what, this you, would be 
I want to say 83 to 85, somewhere okay, yeah, in there. Yeah, I was still watching them. I mean, that's, you know, I was nine years old, 10, 10 years old. Yeah. So that's interesting. I didn't, I don't think I ever realized they changed the names. Who, uh, do you yeah. remember who came up with the Wonder Twins? I don't know. Because that's like the one thing that anybody goes, they talk about the super friends. That's Wonder Twin powers activate. That's what everybody does. That's my age, you know. Yeah. I I try not to use them if I could get away with it. I don't think I did use them. (laughs) I don't blame you. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) So Batman the Animated Series, that was a huge, huge, it's, it's still... It's one of the greatest animated shows ever produced. Well, thank you. It was uh, 29 years ago. I can't I believe think. that. Yes, 91. Yeah. So it's a long time. I had to, I, I quickly looked back at some titles uh, just, and I thought, oh my gosh, oh, <laughs> I've forgotten all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a great it was it was a great moment uh, for me, and uh, and it uh, it got me out of Saturday morning for a while because it was an afternoon show. That's right, and uh, we got to do stuff that I've never been able to do on Saturday morning. You're right. How what was it like working with Fox during that time? Great, great. They they were no trouble. In fact, they they were as eager to push the envelope on the show as we were. Um, there, uh, Margaret Lesh was the head of Fox at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, under her was, uh, Sidney Iwaner, who was, in, who was the executive in charge of our show. And he wanted, uh, he wanted a tough show. He, uh, and so did we, all of us wanted a tough show. And, um, and I was sort of brought in to help with that vision. So, uh, so uh, so we we did stuff that um you could never do on the usual children's show. Right. It was under the it was under children's programs at, at Fox, but it really was sort of a daytime show. Right. And we had um we had a wonderful woman named Avery Coburn who was the uh broadcast standards person and she knew she knew what we were going for and she helped us all, all along the way. And, uh, so that's why the show had that, uh, had as gritty and tough a feel as it did. Uh, it had that great fifties noir feel, t- feel to it. And yeah, yeah. Did, I mean, obviously that was on purpose, uh, but yeah, that was, you know, that was, uh, Eric Radomsky mostly, I think, um, uh, who was one of the producers. I mean, he, he, uh, sort of set the backgrounds for it. Yeah. And yeah, and so and we had discussions, strange discussions about uh, how technical the world was because we really wanted it to be sort of timeless. But you know, you got to have computers for Batman, right? And and um, and you know, wireless transmissions and stuff like that. So, but we tried to keep the the uh, we we tried to make it um, a world that's more yesterday than at the moment, right? Right, but in a in a weird way, it makes it more timeless too. So that when you go back and watch it today, it doesn't feel dated. Well, that's good. I haven't seen a show in years and years and years. Yeah, that's really, good. It's- because I watched because at the, around the same time you started doing Superman the animated series as well. 
which right after yeah yeah which are similar in artistic style but look drastically different because of lighting the colorfulness of metropo- you know of metropolis and of course superman himself is such a different character yeah so he's a daytime character so yeah yeah but so last night i had to go and watch the world's finest you know parts 1 2 and 3 because I'm talking yeah. to Alan Burnett, and for some reason, cool. when I think of Alan Burnett, I think of th- those particular episodes. Those are my favorite episodes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, when people ask me what my favorite Batman episodes are, that's what I point to. Even though it's a Superman show, it really is kind of a Batman show. Uh-huh. It's got um, his villains, and and um, it's just a good show. I, it's I a great show. show. It's it's it, that's one of the like it really is like you watched Batman versus Superman right the BBS of Scott Snyder um, I like yeah. visually I really liked it I wasn't a big fan of the story itself but visually I loved it and and it was a fun watch if you if you just just took everything out uh, I I loved Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns and his you know Batman versus Superman kind of thing there. Uh, but yours is, it's just, it, it seems more like, it, you know, throwing reality out the window. If they, if that was a true place, it seems more, it seems more plausible the way the what happened between them. Well, you know, the key to that show was to um, have them not like each other. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and you know, all my years of reading Batman and Superman comics, they they were palsy wellsy all the way. Yeah. So it was fun to have them on edge with each other. Yeah, I like through the whole thing. Yeah, but on edge, but there you can you can feel the respect there too at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes uh, they grow <clears throat> they grow to appreciate each other. Yeah. That's for sure. Hey, um, ninety two. One of the best characters in the last 30 years comes out of Batman the Animated Series, and that's Harley Quinn. And I think her yes. first her first appearance is in Joker's Favor, the episode Joker's Favor. Yes. Um, Which I am in, by the way. You're, you're, like, your voice is in? You're like, did a voiceover? Because yeah. I know you're the a producer bottle, on that. The Joker's Favor is about a guy who who uh, has an encounter with the Joker in which he pisses the Joker off. And the Joker says, well, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to do that. I will let bygones be bygones, but someday I'm going to ask you a favor. And then he uh, he pulls a heist in which he brings back this guy to do his favor. Yeah. And that guy, the model, is based on me. <laughs> <laughs> is that the oh, one? Awesome. <laughs> Is, I'd like to think that it's you know it's a heavier version of me, but uh, but it's definitely me. Oh, that's hilarious! That makes me want to go back and bring up my Disney Plus account and or my uh, DC Universe account and check it out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was we had fun with that, and that's where Harley comes in. She was uh, at that time Joker's girlfriend and did not have a costume. And I think the very, her next appearance, she was Harley, I believe. Did you guys have an idea of what you guys were creating when when she, her when she came up? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Paul had this idea of having the Joker have a girlfriend, and he sort of came up with her. He was at the time I don't know it wasn't at the time, but he had 
he had dated Arlene Sarkin, and but who and they became just very good friends. Yeah, and uh, and he had a vision of Harley that that of um, of of Sorkin doing it. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so that's how it began. It really was his notion all the way. <clears throat> he made a, um, he, he one time showed me a, uh, a costume that he made for her. And, uh, and it was sort of a fluffy version of what Bruce ended up doing. Um, his version was a lot sleeker yeah. and more in tune with the, with the show. But, um, but yeah, I, I wish I had kept that. I mean, he, I remember it was on notebook paper <laughs> written, oh, he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd done yeah. this little drawing. Um, but th- that was his baby. Yeah. And, uh, and it worked beautifully. It, it, she is now, I've been told, the fourth most popular character in the DC lineup of characters. Oh, easily. She's, I think some, somewhere like, right. It's, it would be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, then her. That's what I think it is. I think her and Wonder Woman probably go back and forth on top of that as well. Because man, when you go to the comic con, that's all you see. It's like, we play a game. It's like every time you see a Deadpool or a Harley Quinn, take a shot and you're not making it through the, you're not making a hundred steps into that con. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's it's crazy. What? So, how do you think Paul? Maybe I mean, I guess you can't speak to Paul, but what do you think of the iteration of her character and how much she's grown from the time she came out and and how she is today? Um, is there thoughts well, that they they're, they're getting it right or they're getting sort it wrong? Of side character at the, in our show, yeah. Um, sometimes she took center stage, but it was it it was the rare show that she did, and uh, and now I you know I you know she's gone she's sort of become punk and more punky and more gothic, yeah, and darker and a little seedier, I guess. Um, uh, you know, and she's yeah, she's. It, it just seems like uh, she's a little more adult than she was in our show. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she was Judy Holiday in our show. Yeah. So, oh, I guess which so. I I love, and you know, I just saw, I just saw the new Harley movie. Yeah, what'd you think? And I I think uh, Margot Robbie. Uh-huh. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Robbie or yeah, Robbie? I think it's uh, Robbie. She she seems to be doing a little more Brooklyn this time than she did before in Suicide Squad. Yeah, unless I'm wrong. Overemphasizing but, uh, that accent. I, I, I appreciated that. So. Yeah, I think she's doing a pretty good job. Um, when I look back at the animated series, you know, I haven't watched the actual Batman the animated series in a long time, just like you. Uh, I watched World's Finest, the Superman series, because you were coming on, and and so I wanted to to watch that to get a, um, you know, to, to have that feeling of, because I haven't watched it since it came out on TV, so it was, you know, but when I watched Birds of Prey, and you know, I, <laughs> I was like, man, she's so different now compared to when she came out back in the early '90s, and I was I was always curious the people who you worked on what, what they thought of her today, if they uh, like the direction that they've taken with her or 
do you want to see the jester cost the jester costume come back out? You know, you know, it, you know, it's it's fine what people do with her to me. I mean, yeah. it's nice that characters um, that there's, there's this people people grab these characters and make them their own and then pass them on to somebody else. And I mean, we did the same thing when we were doing Batman. Right. So, uh, so, uh, you know, it's interesting. I will always have though a, a soft spot in my heart for the Harley that we did because I found her funny so much and, and she was a lot of fun. Yeah. So there, there was an innocence about her that, there you, was. that yes. you don't have on, on the iteration today. Yeah, because the iteration today, she's 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 overtly sexualized and, you know, and then the swearing on top of it, which is all fine. You know, it's all it's just all a different medium and it's all a different character in a lot of ways. Um, But there's an innocence that's lost now. But, you know, it keeps going. (laughs) It keeps going. It'll it'll you know, it'll ricochet and there'll be a, uh, a softer version of her, I'm sure. Yeah. Sometime in the future. So. I, I thought they made a mistake making that movie rated R because you had Suicide Squad that was PG-13. So you had a lot of young women, I think young girls that were really looking up to her and, you know, wanting to see more of her. And then they kind of pulled the rug out from underneath them. <laughs> Not being yeah, able to go to the theater and watch well, them right there's away. A lot, yeah. There are, I mean, the girls who are dressed as Harley are at these cons are, you know, teenagers, you yeah. know, so – a lot of them so um yeah i know what you mean um yeah so i I, what i did like about the movie also was that uh it was sort of a low rent it was uh sort of a gritty street thing yeah and um just when you think that they can't do a variation on a car chase (laughs) they have this this last car chase in this movie yeah which made me laugh out loud so uh I leave it to uh, future viewers. I won't spoil it for them, but it's a it's a fun it's a fun scene. That is that is a fun scene. Hey, um, so we had Tad Stones on a couple weeks ago, and I and before our, our pre roll, I guess as you could say, when we were talking to you, we kind of we I let you knew I was going to come up with this question, but he had, he said a lot of wonderful things about you, and he and one of the things he did say he, we did talk about was naming of Darkwing Duck, and he goes, yeah, Alan, yeah. Alan came up with the name Darkwing Duck. We had a bunch of names. Um, and you think that's the only one that you came up with. And he goes, as soon as you heard it, you're like, that's it. That's done. And he, goes, yeah. like, and he gave us, he's like, hey, we, and we had a $500 contest. Whoever got a name Darkwing Duck got the 500 bucks. And I'm, I'm curious, what did you do with your money? Did you did you buy anything oh, cool? I'm sure I went to lunches. I'm sure I went to <laughs> eating out. Um, uh and I also had to sign really you know, this paper uh, uh, giving away all rights to that name to Disney forever and ever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was a contest. And uh, I just wrote, I wrote down five names, and the fourth one was Darkwing. Oh, nice. And and so uh, – and then that's the one they picked up. Originally, they were calling it Double O Duck. And all of us at, uh, at, D- at Disney, you know, uh, we're looking at each other going, are they going to get away with this? <laughs> and uh, they didn't. And then I made my $500. So that's- <laughs> <laughs> what was Tad like working with? He seemed like such a nice guy. 
uh, great. I mean, he was. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to think if we worked on anything together closely. He was just always there in the next room, you know. Yeah. And um, and uh, he's a, a very sweet fellow, and uh, and uh, I like him a great deal. And very, you know, and a great artist too. On top of everything, so. Um, I th- he's he's probably retired by now. I oh, haven't yeah. talked to him in a little while. So um, yeah, he said he's but yeah, he was uh, he was a powerhouse there. He did several series. He he was hot showing a lot of stuff. So um, so good for him. Yeah, he's watching the new Ducktail stuff and he's loving it. He said, which is great. I saw some of it because I, I wrote on Ducktails. Yeah, uh, I was and for about like forty five minutes, I was an executive producer on Ducktails. <laughs> And then I left Disney, but uh, yeah, but I thought I think it looks good. So um, I, I haven't watched gotten it yet. into I, any stories and stuff, but uh, I, I was I already a little too old stuff. for Ducktales. Oh, nice. oh, sorry, I was I was already a little too old for Ducktales when it came out. You know, um, yeah, I was already oh, I in it. my teenage years, you know, doing my own little thing. But when he was talking about the new one, it makes me want to go in and just kind of check it out, you know, to see what's going on because it's. Kids cartoons are funny. It's either they're really monotonous or they're or they could be really good because they have all this you know, you have all I I feel like you have all these um restrictions placed upon you. Can't do this, you can't do that, you can't, you know, yeah. you, you can only use certain types of words cuz you can't go over their head. And of course, what does restrictions always do to, to artists and creative types? Well, it finds new ways to, to come out, right? So that's why you get these incredible, sometimes you'll get these incredible stories, like hence Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series. And so now, you know, I always, so I always want to give it a chance because you never know, because I kind of feel like you had this on Static Shock. You had this character that I had never heard of. You know, and all of a sudden you're watching and it becomes a young black man becoming the center of attention, which you didn't have a lot of that then. I don't think you had any t- other television show that had that. You never had it on Saturday morning, I don't think, unless, I don't know, the Bill Cosby stuff, but you, you really yeah. didn't have it on Saturday morning. Yeah. And that character has become very beloved. You know, and people are. Yeah, well, you know, it's a good character, and the and it's a it's a mystery to me why it hasn't um, taken off in other venues in the in, since since in the last twenty years or so. Everything yeah. else has taken off. All that milestone stuff was great. Milestone was um, was a um, sort of sort of a part of DC Comics. Um, yeah. Um, and. Uh, I love the stuff. I used to get, I used to get uh, a box of comics every month of everything they published. Ooh. And uh, when I used to work for uh, Warner Brothers, and the first thing I would turn to is all the milestone stuff because it was, um, it was uh, just felt like t- t- uh, uh, today. It felt like today, not yesterday. Yeah, it felt like things that were happening now, and um, and. <clears throat> I actually, I, I tell the story before, but I've act, I actually, this Static Shock was a show that I sold, all right, pitched, I should say, and uh, in in one sentence, and they bought it, 
And the sense was I held up a comic book, the, f- the first one, with a picture of Static Shock. And I said, this is, this is Chris Rock at the age of 15. And they said, oh, that's it. You will do it. And <laughs> that's how that started. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. say anything else. That's but awesome. It's a great character. And all, and you know, so many of those characters in uh, Milestone were great, and I just hope that they get another life soon. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that you don't. I don't know when you, when you bring up Static Shock today. It, it, I've I haven't heard anybody ever say, "Oh, I didn't like that cartoon," or "I don't like that character." I didn't even know that he came from a comic book. You know, I thought it was direct from the cartoon. It was Johnny that said, "No, no, no." He he had a a line before he ever actually hit the, uh, the cartoon circuit, right? Yeah, I was, a, I was a big milestone fan. I was picking up all those books back in the 90s, the Blood Syndicate, Zombie, all those. I, I love those things. Well, um, yeah, Zombie was great, too. It's uh, It really was a, a nice family of characters that they had going for them. And, um, and I'll tell you a story about it. Uh, the, uh, how Batman crept into it. When we were doing Static Shock, a whole new group of people had taken over children's programs at Fox. And they really, uh, they wanted to do kid-friendly shows. So Batman Beyond was out. And, uh, and shows like Static Shock were in. Shows that had some girl appeal to it. And and among the 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 factors that they wanted in the show, the show had to be in daytime. Uh, they wanted brightness. And so the first two seasons of Static Shock are largely in with blue skies. And then uh, we had an opportunity to put Batman into a Static Shock show. And um, I said to the network, you know, Batman does not come out during the day. He's just a night guy. So we're going to do these shows at night. Okay, okay, okay. And um, and they uh, they agreed to it. And so we did this Static Shock. I think it was the last show of the second season with Batman. And it was the most colorful Static Shock that we did. And <laughs> the network was going, why does it look so good? And I said, because it's nighttime, and the colors pop during with a black background. And uh, if you have a blue background, they don't pop as much. Lightning is not going to pop as much. Yeah. And so from that point on, we got to do nighttime shows. Oh, that's funny. Leave it to the dark night to bring back the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So you're writing some Batman comic books right now. You have a, what, a six-issue limited run? Yeah, limited run, six issues. Um, I think we're we're starting on the fifth issue right now. Paul and I are doing this. Oh, that's amazing! And uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and the schedule's not crazy, and it's perfect for somebody who's been in retirement for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, keeps me a little bit busy, and uh, like I say, it's great fun. We are sort of doing stuff in this show with new characters i don't want to really tell a whole lot about it but no worries characters which have have uh you know come alive even more since the show ended uh we're going back and inserting them into uh the batman the batman animated world so crazy Um, so um 
So it's six issues, and uh, I think it's a digital comic too. So it will it will appear on the you, you can get it on the screen as well as uh, hold it in your hand. Yeah, and um, and we're having a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun. That's cool. You know, did you think? That when you started work on on that series thirty years ago, that you would still be doing things tied to it today? No, I just <laughs> never. I mean, I knew it was a good series, but I think we we hit on something with yeah. that series, uh, and uh, because and and I think what it is is that everybody who worked on the series loved Batman. Yeah, and we called, called from the comic books the things that we love the most, and uh, so, so and people recognize that, and it's sort of you know it's become it's become a classic kind of show. Well, I was fifteen, <clears throat> sixteen when it came out, and because what ninety ninety one, nineteen ninety, and ninety one. So I was. I was 17 years old, and oh. I should have been out chasing girls, working on my car, um, st- studying, trying to make sure I had the grades for college, all that kind of stuff. But I had to watch Batman the Animated Series every time when it came out because it was just so good, you know? And it, was, and it wasn't the Super Friends, which I love the Super Friends when I was a kid, you know what I mean? But it's such a different yeah. level. You know, it was, it had things that were more adult themed and, um, that you could sit and watch and be like, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm not just watching a cartoon. You didn't feel like you're like, watch, you're getting ready for a cartoon, you know? Like I, I miss Saturday mornings cartoons because there was something special about it. I got up in the morning, I'd pull my big bowl of cocoa pebbles and get my, you know, sit my butt in front of the TV and turn on channel four, which was ABC for us, channel five, NBC and CBS on channel seven. And I'd flip between those three for all the different channel programs. And I feel bad for the kids today that don't get that experience. Like what, what I had, because Saturday morning was an event, you know, we, you even had that. You'd even have the, uh, when the new, you know, the new quote unquote season of Saturday morning cartoons were coming out channel, you know, ABC and NBC would do their, a show at night that would tell you these are the shows coming out this this year, you know, and they yeah. give you a short preview. And I remember watching Pac Man and Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and all these things. And um, but Batman, it felt like I was watching a. It felt like I was watching a show in transition of my my from me from childhood into adulthood, and it helped me get to that next level. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you when I um, when I was a kid, uh, my parents we lived in Ohio and we took a trip to Florida every year. Yeah, and because uh, <clears throat> my father loved Florida, and um, I used to save up comic books as I was a big comic book reader, you know, and yeah. I'd save up you know the, uh, the funny books, the uh, you know Popeyes and the uh, the Harvey the Harvey uh, books the harvey characters and little Lulu. casper and, all and then one year one year batman slipped into that pile and i said i was going to give it a try i was what nine ten or something like that yeah and i remember i remember reading i remember i remember uh 
starting to read it somewhere in Kentucky as we're traveling. And uh, I, as I've told people, it was like losing my virginity. I was uh, suddenly I was in this adult world that I completely understood and was having the time of my life. And that's where it began. But Your brain exactly exploded. You yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alan, like I said, it's been about 45 minutes to almost an hour already. Is that well, weird? You made this very enjoyable. Oh, so well, you made it easy. I thank, so I thank you. Well, well, well thank you, and <laughs> um, and uh, and um, enjoy your comic books. You know, you too. Hey, are, are you? Um, I know you're semi-retired. You're working on the yes. on the new things, but do you find yourself going out to con still, or are you done with all that? Yeah. No, no. I'm. If somebody wants to pay for a plane flight, I'll go anywhere. Uh, yeah, I was at uh, I, I was at uh, the New York Comic Con last. So that oh, wasn't nice. Too long ago. Oh, well. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll find each other at the same con sometime. Please uh, do. If yeah. you ever, you know, if if I, if I'm ever on a panel, come up and see me yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. If you're on a panel, I'll come and see you. Oh, that'd be great because I'd love to buy you lunch and just talk some more because that was. Very highly enjoyable for me. I know Johnny. Uh, I don't know. I, I we we love talking with people that are doing the stuff that we love, like what you've been doing and what you've done. So this has been super enjoyable for me. Well, thank you very much. Oh yeah, and you worked on Bat- Batman: Mass of the Phantasm, which was one of my favorite movies growing up. So oh. I love that movie. Oh well, that's much of you to say. That dude, that movie, <laughs> Mask of the Phantasm, was so, so good. good. I was when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be like the cartoon, you know, like the, like the TV show." And it and it and it does, and it is in a lot of ways. But it was like such next level. It was like a when you sat and watched it, I didn't feel like I was watching yeah. a cartoon as a movie. I was just watching a really good Batman movie. Yeah, my well, dad took me to go see it in theaters, and then we bought the VHS that came with the that came with the comic book, and I read the comic book over and over again and watched the movie over. I was <laughs> I was eleven when that came out, so I mean, I watched that thing all the time. You were hooked. <laughs> I was hooked. I mean, I love I love the Batman show. I watched it. I mean, I was nine when it started, and I watched it all the way through all the iterations of it. Yeah, it, it began as what? Well, that's very nice. To say. I was just saying it's that that movie began as a DVD, and just by chance, it ended up in the theaters for a while, and so we were um, so we were happy to do it. It was uh, it was another fun project. You know, the other one I like, and we'll I'll let you go here in a. In a few minutes, but the other one I liked was Batman versus Dracula. Oh well, I can tell you, I had next to nothing to, to do with that. Really? So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I like that I, one. If, if, I, if my name is is on it, it probably shouldn't be. Oh. But, um, but uh, yeah, that was done um, by the uh, the Batman crew, and they did a great job. So. Um, so uh, I had I had next to nothing to do with that. Oh, that's kind of, I had I think, nothing to do with that. I think you so, have a producer uh, credit on IMDb. That's why I was asked, yeah, was going to ask you about yeah, it. Yeah, you listed as, a, as executive producer on that movie. <laughs> maybe I maybe I read it and gave notes or something like that. I don't even remember doing that. But, maybe you're um, owed a paycheck. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, that whole series, I uh, I, ha- I had like maybe one meeting on that series, and I I um, I uh, wrote a paragraph for my boss uh, on what the series was about, just just something he can hand people out, and that 
was the last thing I ever did for that series until the last two seasons. And then I, I came on as people were moving on to other things and sort of took over yeah. producing it at the end. And I enjoy the series. I think it's a very, I think it's a really wonderful looking series and it doesn't give the credit it's due. Um, I still watch so, that. I'll still go back and watch that. That's that movie is probably the one I watch the most when it comes to the animation um, series. Cause I just, I don't know. There's just something creepy about it. <laughs> and I love the penguin in it. I'm, I'm not a real big fan of the, the, the way they drew the Joker. Um, uh-huh. but it's still, it's still really good. I, I just, I don't know. The whole thing is really good. I like the whole, the way well, he, he gets him off great. the blood yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Hey, um, yeah. Last question for you. Yeah. Is there something that you've worked on that doesn't get the, you know, obviously things that you've done is going to get overshadowed by Batman, the animated series and to an extent Superman, but is there something out there that you've worked on that you're like, people, you know, I really love this and I wish more people had known about it. Well, you know, I, I, something I loved was Ozzy and Drix, which was based upon Osmosis Jones. And, uh, I worked, that was, I worked on that for a couple of years. Um, and I wrote the pilot for it and I just, I just th- thought that that was a lovely show Yeah, and pre and well produced and it looked good. And, um, it, I thought it had a, a nice concept instead of Bill Murray, we had a kid who was, uh, who, who Osmosis Jones lived inside of instead of Bill Murray. And so it worked real well for a kid's show. And, um, and, so, and, and and it just died because they couldn't figure out toys for it. Oh, really? It got respectable ratings. I guess the, the toys... same thing with uh, Static Shock. So, um... Couldn't get the toys sold, huh? Couldn't get the toys going. Yes. Yeah, I guess so, that's a billion-dollar industry right there, those toys. Yeah. I've, so, uh, but Osmosis Jones, I uh, liked a great deal. There you go. So. Well, Alan, I, you know, okay. from, the, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you coming on. I had a great time talking with you. Um, I hope to talk to you again soon. Okay. All right, Kendrick, and uh, to, to you and Johnny, thank you very much. Made thank, this you. Very, uh, thank you. Very. Thank you. Made it a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Okay. So does that make you want to go watch some Darkwing Duck or some Batman or some Ducktales or some old nineties so cartoons? So at the beginning of the Tad Stones interview, yeah, or the episode. I put the Tadstone bumper in. Right. And his bumper is so good. And he does the whole voice and everything of, of Darkwing Duck. I went back and started watching Darkwing Duck after hearing that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because it was just so funny. And he's like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, I, I love that bumper, which is weird. And Tad was a lot of fun to talk to. And then Alan Burnett just kind of I mean, he's great. He was just a nice guy, and he just yeah. kind of wrapped everything up in a bow, didn't he? He did. It did. It was. It was, it was kind of. It was kind of like great that we had the, the Tadstones conversation first to, to bring in that Darkwing Duck thing to ask Burnett yeah. about because 
And not like we didn't have anything to talk to Brent about because, you know, the whole, you know, Batman animated series is a huge thing. I mean, it's like the definitive Batman that everybody agrees on was the best Batman. I mean, nobody... Well, it's nobody, the definitive cartoon of the 90s. It, it really, yeah. I mean, for you a know, lot of reasons. What's the definitive cartoon of the 80s? Uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, one of those two. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? And of the 90s, it's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And X-Men. Batman and X-Men. Those are the two definitive. But more than anybody, it's Batman. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, Batman the Animated Series really shaped a lot of the way you could tell stories in, in animation. He's literally become, a lot of those, the stuff that happens becomes canon for how you f- look and feel about Batman as a whole. And it introduced Harley Quinn. Yeah, one of the biggest characters in the last 30 years, Harley Quinn, from the, from this yeah. cartoon. So Yeah. Alan Burnett, huge part of that. Big yeah, reason so, that we have that. You see his name in big old letters when you watch the credits. You do, you do, and it's, I, 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 I'm very blessed. And I, I, you went know side tangent real quick. I've been saying blessed a lot recently. And I don't know why. I, I don't. I don't know. You hang out with my mom. I don't know because we're all in quarantine. Your mom's way over there, and I'm way over here. But I've been saying blessed yeah. a lot, and I, I, well, ca- I, keep catch, I keep catching myself saying it. But I, I just, I don't know what to say. I was happy and blessed that we got to talk to Alan Burnett. I think it's a great way to, to say it, though. I mean, it, it's, you know, he was a great guy, and, and that was a, a really fun interview. And if you like that interview, yeah. and you want to hear more like that, go check out SpoilerVerse.com. And you will hear so many interviews with so many amazing creators and people out there, like, you know, Tad Jerry Stones, Conway. Jerry Conway, you know, like Eric Larson, like Richard Cadry, like McLeod Andrews, and so many more in our history of conversation with people that it's beginning hard to remember who's been on the show and who hasn't been released yet that we've already recorded it's with. It's so, so weird. Many. Yeah, it's so we are. So, you know, this is why this is a great word. We are so blessed that we have been able to talk <laughs> to all these people that we're, you know, there is times where you're like, oh, what did we talk to that guy about? Oh, my God. I don't remember, you know, and it's weird. It's super weird to get to that point where you're you have a lot coming on. But our loss is your gain. So yeah. go back to spoilerverse.com and you can download all of our old episodes. Nothing's yeah. behind a pay- paywall. You can no start paywalls. from going in dry, which is episode numero numero number one. Yep. And go, you can go in order if you want, or you yeah. can skip around because, you know, that's how we, that's, you know, there's no clowning around here in spoilerverse.com. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not sequential. You can listen to whatever one you want, any order you want to. It doesn't matter. That's right. That's right. And we have tons of articles that come yep. out on the daily on Star Wars, on video games, on new comic books, press releases from Image and Oni Press and Marvel and DC. And oh, my God, the list goes on and on and on and on. It is awesome. And I implore you to go out there and check it out. And if you like everything we're doing, Maybe you can go on to our to your favorite podcatcher and leave a review for Spoiler Country because that really helps us out. And it you does. can check out all the other podcasts and go on podcatchers for them and leave reviews for them if you like what they're doing. And then we have a new thing that just started. We have a store. We do. And, we have a tea public store. Tell them all about it, Johnny. Tell them what can they get. Oh, man. As of recording this, which I'm sure by the time you actually hear everything there'll be more but as of recording this you can go to our tea public store which is linked on the website under store and you can get t-shirts for the spoiler first you can get t-shirts and hoodies for spoiler country you can pick them up for shooting the sith for bridging the geekdom for polygon warriors and i'm sure we'll have narrative gunslingers and all the other shows up there soon uh, as soon as we get the designs finalized 
But you can go up there and you can buy t-shirts and hoodies and you can buy a onesie for your baby if you want to. You can buy stickers and magnets and buttons and everything else T-Public offers and they come to you and they are high quality and they are comfy and they are amazing and you should definitely go and, and buy at least at least three of them. I mean, just just three of them. I just asked, I only <laughs> asked for three. At least three of them. It's not much. <laughs> not asking for a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I buy mean, one t-shirts. for you, one for your best friend and one for your mom. I mean, it's, it's, yep. it's, 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 it's common sense. It's common sense. See? Who doesn't want a spoiler country shirt or a spoiler verse shirt or a bridge right? in the geekdom shirt or a misery point radio shirt? Right. Come I on. want them all. I want them all. I want them all. One for every day of the week plus more. There you go. Hey, and the oceans of podcasts. We are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu demands, open the mind and read more. Stay, stay on for a second, wow. Alan. Okay. Before we go, do you mind um, give, doing a bumper for us? Saying, you know, what this, do you want I'm, me to say? Just, you know, I'm Alan Burnett, and you're listening to Spoiler Country is fine. Or you can say, I'm Alan Burnett. You know, I don't know if you want to say a part of the Batman animated series, or we're pretty okay, easy. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, and you can you can do it anytime. We're ready. Hi, it's Alan Burnett. I'm a producer, writer of Batman, uh, the animated series, and uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're listening uh, to Spoiler Country. To say about Spoiler Country. Say yeah. it again. <laughs> I just say, uh, and uh, I'll see you on Spoiler Country. That's Something all you like guys. That. Yeah, that's all you guys say. Yeah. Okay. Hi, it's Alan Burnett. Uh, producer writer on uh, Batman the animated series, and I will see you on Spoiler Country. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. All oh, right, you welcome. have a great day, Alan. I'll hopefully talk to you soon. Okay. Very good. Thanks. Bye. 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 Oh, there you go. He went. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I'm here. That went good. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. Yeah. He was like, "Wow, you really did your research." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, it's all done, son." Yeah, no, that, I think the couple of those, just just those few questions in the beginning were really good. Set the tone, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, well, it made him want to like stay on and actually hang out and talk. Yeah, it made him open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you're good at th- you're good at that. Well, I try. <laughs> Dude, I'm, so, I'm so fucking tired still. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna go to sleep, and then later to debt tonight, we need to do intros for Steven Siegel this one and yep. if we get the intros done for and steven siegel i can uh, yeah and whatever other, other ones we need to do and then once we get the ones with steven siegel i can put it together and that that one will be done done nice nice what do we have what's 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 releasing tomorrow do you remember i don't remember uh you have it on the calendar here i have it up here oh, Eisen, eisenberg eisenberg oh yeah susan eisenberg yep and then steven siegel and then sophie is siegel then, this week yeah sophie's sophie's on on the 13th Siegel is? Uh, no, Siegel's the 11th. Sophie's the 13th. Okay. I just want to let Siegel know that that's coming out. And I cut out. Yeah. I just cut all that out because I just felt it wasn't. Right. It just wasn't germane to the conversation we were having. 
you know? Right, right. But, it, I mean, it was cool because you could tell that we were, everybody was having a good time with each other because it was very easy and flowing and, like, you know what I mean? Did you keep? Did you like cut it out and keep it as a clip somewhere? Well, I for still us have the same whole freaking thing. I don't. I didn't. I didn't clip it out, dude. I just didn't have time. You know, you okay. get going and you just like, geez, I've already been working on this thing for two hours. I don't want to. You know, right? You just right, want right. to get it out. The original stuff is still there, and then we can, you know, right? We can pull it out later. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully, oh Jesus, I'm just glad I never yawned during the whole thing. <laughs> um, dude, I know I'm sitting here. I'm like, I, I don't get to go back to sleep because now I have to go. It's, Jacob, it's Jacob's birthday today. So now I have to go to the store real quick and get uh, biscuits because he wants biscuits and gravy for breakfast. So I've got to go get that so I can get that made. And oh, man. i got 17 kids here. And, uh, God, why do you, have, why did you let Sadie have friends over on top of? This was not my doing. <laughs> it well, was That's, that's a Jacob full on his, Kaylee thing. Jacob had his friends over, right? Six, six friends. Some of the yeah. nights, that's cool. Six friends. And then. Uh, Kaylee's cousin Anna and her kids. Okay, well the blossoms because it's a birthday party, so we figured we'd bring over you know Michael and Zealand for Jacob, and then uh, David to play with Jack and Riot. I'll play with Tegan because you know whatever. That's their friends over too, and then um, Katie and Ella. They're, they're their friends. Like oh, but they're coming over too. I'm like, why are we having 17 fucking kids? Oh god damn it! <laughs> yeah, that's just too many. I mean, but it was actually fine. Like it was yeah. really, it was actually. Not even. Are you guys having a birthday party for him today? What? Are you guys having a birthday party for him today? His birthday party was yesterday. Oh, but today we're doing. I think we're doing a. We're just doing a dinner tonight for some uh, something. I don't know. We haven't really thought it through. (laughs) Oh, you should have said something. We would have brought over a present for him. Oh, I mean, we're doing family stuff today. Yesterday was just friends. Oh. Like it was just like his six buddies came over and they they played video games and ate pizza. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But I mean, the, the only real problem we had yesterday and last night was the older boys one being really fucking loud and then just yeah. not going to bed. Besides that, it was oh yeah, it was fine. How old did he turn? Thirteen. Fourteen. Oh my god, fourteen already. Yeah, he's fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like damn, but yeah, he's he's a big fourteen year old now. Wow, that's nuts. He was like up at he was like up at like three thirty. Like what are you doing? Like, Marco got cat hair in his eye, and his, his, Mark, his buddy Marco's allergic to cats. But he got a cat hair in his eye, so his eyes were turning all red. Oh, I'm like, come on, how do you get a cat hair in your eyeball? <laughs> you snuggling with the cat? And, come on, let's be real. Right, right, probably yeah. So I had to get up and like find him some Benadryl or something. Then I'm like, why are you guys still awake? I told you to go to bed two hours ago. It's three thirty in the morning. He's like, well, we were just talking. I'm like, yeah, you're loud. I can hear you upstairs. Go to bed, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> right, just like. Learn, learn the trick. Talk fucking quietly. Don't just like they're downstairs, like talking as loud as I can. I'm like, what? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while to get that. You know what I mean? Right. Because I remember like when I was Dude, a I kid. Figured, and my voice I, know, I figured out quick. I, if, I was, if I was quiet, I could be up as late as I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like when I was alone and I was in my bedroom, as long as, you know. Yeah. I, w- I would wait yeah. a little bit. I would, I would, w- what I would do is I would wait a little bit. I'd use a flashlight a lot. You know, so they wouldn't see, they couldn't, and I would put my back to the door so they couldn't see the light of the flashlight. And then, you know, once my mom and dad went to bed, I would wait. The only thing I hated is they slept their door open a lot. You know, Cameron does the same thing. He sleeps with his door open. I can't sleep with my door open.